Hi everyone, my name is Laura and this is going to be my first podcast. I'm a little bit nervous, I don't really know where to start, but we can do this. So like I said, my name is Laura. I'm a second year grad student at Columbia University. I'm studying social work. I'll be graduating in May with my master's of social work. I'm also an advanced standing student because um, I only had to do one year of grad school since I had my bachelor's of social work. Grad school is going by fast. I'll be done in May and then officially start my social work career. I guess for this first podcast, I just wanted it to be a little bit about me and my history, what we can expect from this place in the future. Uh, I'm not really too sure myself, but we'll dive a little bit more into that. So I went to a small SUNY school for my bachelor's of social work. I graduated summa cum laude May 2019 with my bachelor's of science in social work as well as with a minor in school and counseling psychology. Uh, during that time, I was accepted into Columbia University School of Social Work, and I moved to New York City in July 2019 and began my advanced standing uh, social work grad school career in August. Uh, yeah, so things have been a little hectic. The first semester of my final year of social work school is over tomorrow actually on december 16th i have my last day of my field placement because i had one too many absences so i'm making up a day and then after that i'll be headed home to spend time with my family and see how things are but i guess i can dive into what area of social work i'm interested in kind of what started off this journey for me so at Columbia, I am a advanced clinical practice concentration with children, youth, and families. I would like to do direct social work practice. My current field placement is at an outpatient mental health clinic in Brooklyn. When I was in my undergrad, my field placement was at a child advocacy center, and it was during that time that I really found a passion for forensic social work, working in victim assistance, survivor assistance, juvenile justice, and the criminal justice system. So it was really during that time that really just sparked my passion that I didn't even know existed, but working with children and victims of crime, as well as working with people who commit crimes as well, because they are often victims themselves in whatever capacity that looks like. So um, that really started off my interest. I was offered a job at my internship, but because I was going on to grad school uh, nine hours away, I unfortunately had to decline the offer. So fast forward, I moved to New York City, and I started grad school at Columbia University, uh, which was my dream school and my number one school that I wanted to go to. So it was truly a dream, just a complete, absolute dream that I got in. I was FaceTiming my boyfriend when I saw that I got an email from Columbia. And I opened up the email and it told me that there had been a change in my application status, which means they either accepted me or rejected me. So I got really nervous and my boyfriend, he kept talking on FaceTime. And without him, I didn't tell him anything. I just opened up the email and I checked the status. And all of a sudden on my screen, it just, all these banners and balloons show up. And it says, congratulations, you've been accepted into Columbia and, you know, that stuff. And as, so as soon as I saw the words, the word congratulations, I just burst into tears. 
and I was just like, Tyler, Tyler, who's my boyfriend, I got into Columbia. I got, I did it. Like, I got into Columbia. It was such a huge part of my academic journey because it was just one of my major goals that I wanted to accomplish. Not only because it's an Ivy League school and it's only one of two Ivy League schools that have a social work grad program, but for personal reasons as well. I just spent a lot of my time growing up always being compared to family members, to siblings, to cousins, and I'm also the middle child, so kind of just always, you know, striving to be great, but never really being recognized um, for that. It's really taught me to be humble and to keep working even when nobody notices you to keep striving even when you don't think you're accomplishing much but you know to just keep your head down buckle down and and get the job done um it was during undergrad you know i was applying to columbia nyu fordham and stony brook i got into all of the schools i was also working as a direct support professional in group homes for adults with developmental disabilities. I was working like 70 hours a week. I had my internship. Um, The vast majority of the time, I worked every second I could get. And so it was often I would work third shifts, double shifts, back to back on the weekends. And then going from Sunday night to Monday morning, I worked a third shift. I'd quickly get ready, leaving work, and then I'd walk right into my internship at 9 o'clock Monday morning. So it was a lot. There was a lot on my plate. There was a lot of different things I was interested in doing. I was volunteering. I was also on the board of uh, social work clubs, social work honor societies, different things like that. I was heavily involved in campus life, um, and I was also a research assistant to one of my professors. We were looking at um, kind of burnout and turnover in a social services agency in the county, so there was a lot going on, but it was because I had that goal of Columbia, Um, and it wasn't even until a professor asked me if I wanted to go to Columbia that it was even a consideration. I was talking to him about grad schools, and... We were kind of just brainstorming because I just really needed some guidance. I wasn't really sure where I was going to go, what I wanted to do, anything like that. So he was my advisor and he just really sat down with me and gave me some really great feedback. And it was during that session he was just like, there's Columbia. And I kind of just look at him and I'm just like, do you really think I could get in? He's like, without a doubt. And it wasn't until that moment that I even considered Columbia because I didn't even think that it was a possibility for me so I it wasn't even on my radar because I didn't think it was a realistic goal and it wasn't until I had that outside perspective where it was just like you can do this and so I had already been working hard but it was at that moment where I kind of just made the ultimate decision to apply to Columbia and really put all my efforts into making sure I was a successful well-rounded student and had a competitive application Something I will say is, initially, I was waitlisted, and I think I'm glad I was, because it keeps me humble. It was one week later, after I was waitlisted, that I got my acceptance letter. During that time, I met with my advisor, I kind of freaked out a little bit, and he kind of said, it's no big deal, I was waitlisted on all my colleges, you'll be fine. And I was like, but what if I don't get in, like, what if, and he was like, it's not likely, you'll be fine. But, you know, I was still scared because Columbia was the dream. Columbia was the goal. So I wrote an email to the director of admissions and I kind of said, 
this is why I deserve to be here. This is why I'm a great social worker. This is why I'd be an asset to Columbia. And he thanked me for the email. He wrote a very delightful response. I felt a lot better after that. And it was a week later that I got my acceptance letter. I don't know if that email had anything to do with it. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe I was at the top of the wait list anyways. But I'm glad that I sent it. And ultimately... I'm at Columbia now. I'm at my dream school pursuing my dream job. So, you know, everything worked out. And now I'm at Columbia. My first semester just ended. I'm Like I said before, I'm advanced standing student because I have my bachelor's in social work. So I started in August 2019 and I'll be graduating in May 2020 with my master's of social work. My concentration is advanced clinical practice with children, youth, and families, and my current field placement is at an outpatient mental health clinic. Uh, basically, what I what I would like to do is, you know, continue work in forensic social work and child advocacy, child welfare, uh, juvenile justice, criminal justice work, um, kind of where all of that intersects. Uh, largely, f- um, I also want to focus on racial justice and racial equity social justice things like that and i think child welfare working with victims of crime working in criminal justice and juvenile justice is a large portion of that because people of color are largely or disproportionately in prison incarcerated in juvenile justice also disproportionately involved in child welfare so for me as as a white student uh, always learning more about my privilege and my positionality as a white social worker how can i use that to help those around me to help elevate those around me to help ensure social justice is an eventual outcome and is something that we can obtain so for me that is working in social justice and criminal justice and child welfare and it's also where my passion so it's not just i feel it's an obligation on my part to do that because I am privileged. I came from a middle class background. My like my parents are together. I have a great family support. I went to a small town school. Um, I've, I've, everything was really for me, honestly. And so I think in terms of me acknowledging that, sure, I need to acknowledge it, but I need to do more than just that. I need to do something you know, after that acknowledgement, like, I can sit around and talk about my white privilege all day long, but it's not going to matter if I'm not using that for something, for the betterment of someone that is not treated the same as me. It's also been interesting because I am in an interracial relationship, and so seeing racism play out in my relationship, the way other people look at me and my boyfriend, we've been together for four years now, it's, it's been an experience to say the least i i don't want to say it's been eye-opening because i knew these issues existed but i also think it is motivating i don't think i can fully experience that but i can experience what it's like to be a loved one of of a person of color so it's kind of navigating that world as a white person in an interracial relationship how can i use that How can I use my privilege, the power that I have in social work, in the social work field where I'm equipped with vast amounts of knowledge and resources? How can I truly use that to to genuinely provide social justice, restorative justice, criminal justice reform 
you know, and, and ensure that generations from now will be impacted and changed for the better and hopefully lead to some kind of equity, something. So uh, that's kind of where my social work journey is at now. I want to continue. Forensic social work is ugh, something I love. I absolutely, I just love it. Um, I'm also just incredibly interested in like forensic psychology, criminology, um, everything in that sector. I think eventually I would like to become a certified behavior analyst, um, do some work there. I just really, this, this field is just very, <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. I have a lot of interest and love for it. So I'm, I'm excited that I have this platform to be able to talk about it because honestly, I think my family and my boyfriend are sick of they're, they're sick of hearing me talk all about it all the time because I do and I know it's annoying so just making sure that you know I have this space to talk about it which is exciting so um that's kind of what my aspirations are for the future um this first semester of grad school has been very interesting my, I really was struggling with my mental health which is something that's never happened before I mean, I was really struggling with my motivation and productivity, my time management, um, really wanting to get out of bed. There was a lot of changes that were happening for me all at once. You know, I graduated from undergrad. I moved to New York City. I started grad school at Columbia. All of that in itself is a huge change. I'm from a very small town. You know, I have um, some Amish people as my neighbors, you know, so it's incredibly a huge change. I'm used to New York City, though, because my boyfriend was from here, so I visited him a lot and I got accustomed to it. But it was also my sister was having another baby. My younger sister graduated from high school and was going off to college. It just felt like there were 10 million changes in my family and I wasn't really around to be part of it. So it was that, it was learning how to adjust, and it was also learning how to be uncomfortable and how to be okay in that discomfort. I would like to eventually get my LCSW because I do enjoy clinical practice, and I, and I do want to potentially work in trauma therapy and, you know, therapy with individuals who maybe are involved in the justice system and child welfare like i said but more in like a clinical therapeutic approach and so instead of requesting to be in a child welfare agency for my field placement this year i requested to be in a more clinical outpatient mental health setting which is exactly where i'm at i'm in an outpatient mental health clinic and initially i really loved it but as the weeks went on, I kind of started to realize more something about myself was that I was really struggling with my enthusiasm, with my passion, with everything. I would kind of compare myself to who I was at the beginning of this year when I was still in my bachelor's program and I was at a child advocacy center, which is truly where I found my absolute passion and love for more forensic social work. And I kind of compared that energy that I had to the energy I had now. And it was, it just felt like, honestly, two completely different people. And I had a really hard time adjusting to this new setting 
um, and feeling like I was making a difference and feeling like I was doing something that mattered. It was also hard because I love working with adults. I really do. I've, I've really learned to love working with adults and to love working with all people. But that's also something I don't want to do. I'll, I'll work with families, like working with victims of crime and incarcerated individuals. Like that's something I want to do. But my primary work is also a desire to work with children and teens and young adults. And I wasn't getting a lot of that at that at this field placement. And I also think that impacted my passion is because I love working with kids. I love working with kids and teenagers. It is I just have so much fun, and I'm good at it. And that's where I feel I'm being most effective, right? I don't really feel like I'm an effective social worker working with adults. And honestly, I think maybe part of that is the power dynamic. You know, adults are older than me. They could probably call me out on my crap, right? Where teens definitely could do that as well. But it's also like I'm still older than them. You know, I have that knowledge. I have some more like... I guess longer life experience than them i don't know if i have more life experience but you know there's still something there that makes me feel like almost feel comfortable that i'd be okay if they challenged me because i still feel comfortable with that but if like an adult challenges me on something i'm just like you know you're right like i don't know anything you've been around way longer than me so it's just difficult for me to i don't know just, just find a good balance when working with adults i've really learned to be quite good at it to be an effective um, therapist psychotherapist with adults but it still isn't still isn't like hitting the spot it's still not what i want to do but i am learning to love it and i'm taking away a lot of great skills from that um and i talk a little bit more about you know my reflections on this past semester in a blog post that i published recently so you can check that out at the thoughtbubblepink.wordpress.com and I really just talked about the struggles that I had this semester and ultimately the big learning experiences. Because the one thing I think that was the ultimate, I guess, factor in my productivity and my lack of enthusiasm and all of those things, the biggest thing was my mental health. I neglected my mental health. I neglected needing help and asking for help. And I neglected talking about my struggle. And as a therapist, as, as an MSW student who's practicing as a psychotherapist currently, as a social worker, I know these things. I tell them to my clients, but I'm not telling them to myself. And that is problematic. <laughs> so really learning to take my own advice, take my own wisdom, take that social work knowledge. And, you know, I can use therapy tactics on myself all day long but the bottom line is um especially if you're in social work honestly you might need your own social worker you might need your own therapist and that's okay honestly it'd, it'd be surprising if you didn't because it's a hard job and it's hard people we work with and tough things we have to hear and deal with and just learning to accept that learning to accept that i will struggle that was hard for me i thought i was immune from burnout and i thought i was immune from ever losing my passion for social work and, and it was really hard for me to grasp that i was not immune from that i am not invincible and i need to ask for help and that doesn't mean i'm not a bad social worker it means that i'm human so really getting that through my head was a big moment for me and honestly my huge takeaway from 
this first part of my last year of college. So with that being said, I will end our first little podcast here. I hope you take away something a little bit about myself and in the podcast to come in the in the future, we're just going to, you know, chat about social work terms of guests i don't really know if guests will be a thing on this podcast perhaps once i challenge myself and i grow and i get therapy of my own you know perhaps guests will be a thing in the future way down the future but for now i think this is just going to be a fun conversation for us to really just talk and you know dive into the wonderful world of social work and and also with grad school because grad school social work grad school is something else and it's crazy and it's amazing and it's beautiful but you need support through it and you know i got half a year done half a year left and i'm looking forward to everything everything i'm looking forward to graduating and beginning my professional career so i look forward to hearing from you from continuing to talk to you in the future And that's it. Bye. Thank you.